This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Justin and Elise. They are the founders of Own It. They were both at the peak of their careers. Elise, a VP of a luxury fashion company and Justin's, Justin, a performance coach in the NHL. Both were asking themselves, is this it? So they set off to help entrepreneurs and executives maximize their journey and help own it. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much for having us, Roman. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journeys. Obviously, they've intersected. You know, what led you to, you know, make the choice to kind of jump and pivot from what looks like, you know, dream jobs and to do what you do currently? Yeah, so it's really interesting because Elise's and my transition to entrepreneurship has actually been completely different. Um Mine was more forced. Uh, I got fired. Um, and uh, Elise's was was more of a choice. And uh, for me, my journey goes all the way back to Canada. I grew up in, uh, in Northwest Canada. Uh, I came down uh, on a hockey scholarship uh, when I was 19 years old and started to really have this affinity for helping people. I always knew that that was in my blood. I, I always found more joy in other people's successes than my own. And um, as I got out of playing, I got into coaching and uh, I loved the data side of performance and analytics and truly figuring out what made people tick, what made people perform at their best from a physical, mental side and how that intersection point was so critical to those peak performances. And so uh, at 26 years old, I got my first first job, uh, 27 years old, first job in the National Hockey League and um, was one of the youngest coaches at the time uh, in the league and continued to apply these, these premises and these notions of analytics and numbers to performance metrics and started to uh, not only work with players uh, on the team I was employed by, but because you're a pro team in a big city, I had the opportunity to work with a couple of really uh, prominent entrepreneurs in and around the area and started to, an executive, and started to li- just listen to their feedback and listen to their fascination with um, what I was doing on the performance side. And I started to go, man. I have more fun working with them than I do with my NHL guys. And as, uh, as life should have it, I was in uh, that realm for about three, three and a half years and um, got fired on Christmas and literally uh, in yeah, it was on Christmas day, uh, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas we were Eve s- yeah. sitting down for dinner and it was um, literally in a blink of an eye, my life had completely changed. Every the the dream job that you thought you had was gone, um, your income was gone, and you had to de- completely depend upon yourself. And obviously, with the support of Elise and the people around me, I landed on my feet. But I had the clarity of what I wanted to do, and it was about taking the action to get there, and a whole lot of learning along the way. 
but that was kind of my that that was the catalyst to me being forced into own it and all of a sudden people are always like well did it go like right uphill from there did you know exactly how it went and the, the answer is no it was about a year of six months to a year of anxiety ridden nights sleepless nights panic attacks um uh, a, a, a poor mindset of what was I going to do? How was I going to make this work? Uh, kind of try to figure out how to make a quick dollar here just to try and make ends meet. And it wasn't until I start to hire coaches and sit down with Elise and really start talking and own, for the lack of a better word, a lot of my shit that I was able to take control back and truly make strides both personally and professionally and help create what is now own it. Yeah. And, you know, I, as Justin mentioned, I had quite the different experience than what he did. I'm, I've always been somebody who is uh, very uh, type A. I always have a plan. So since the age of 13, I knew I wanted to live in New York city. I knew I wanted to work in the fashion industry and I knew I wanted to be a buyer so I accomplished all of those goals um, at a much younger age than what I thought it would take. I accomplished it by the age of 26 and I got to that point and, you know, I made one more career move. Um, but, you know, I, I'd say about two or three years ago, I started to get this, this inner itching, this inner feeling wondering like, is this it? Is this, is this really what I've been looking forward to since I was 13 years old? Um, and I knew that at some point I was going to have to make a transition to find what it was that, that would really fulfill me. And I think, you know, over the past year or so watching Justin go through his transition that he, he's gone through, um, you know, I was really impressed and, uh, him being the amazing coach that he is, he actually did some coaching sessions with me to help me figure out what it was that, um, I wanted to do. And ultimately, you know, I, I decided to become a coach. We decided to, to make this, this thing, a, a duo, um, you know, a dynamic duo own it team. And it's, it's been a really amazing and fulfilling experience ever since then. Yeah. I think there's kind of different journeys that push you, you know, out of your comfort zone and what you kind of currently do. I graduated into the 2008 recession. I thought I was going into criminal justice. I had an internship with the Secret Service and then everybody obviously stopped hiring. So that was kind of my pivot. So when I got an opportunity to get into digital marketing and kind of run with it and be self-taught and, and bring it up, it was one of those things I jumped into. And I think it's important to be able to pivot. Obviously, like you said, you you got fired on Christmas, Christmas Eve, you know, during the holiday season, I've experienced something like that. Yeah, I've experienced during Labor Day weekend one time via email, and then my email account gets blocked right away after the email is sent. So those things happen, and obviously you reevaluate re who you are. Did I do something wrong? Like, am I enough? Was my skill set enough for this role? And you kind of second guess yourself, and I think it's important to kind of bounce back, get out of that mindset and kind of move forward because kind of dwelling on it really doesn't help anyone and kind of taking that and using it, using obviously that negativity and harnessing for something positive moving forward. No, you're exactly right. And the biggest thing I think when anything comes to, like anytime you're driving down a road, there's always going to be multiple forks uh, at different times in your life. And you get the opportunity to choose to go left or go right. 
And so many times I see people just hit the brakes and they don't choose one lane. They don't choose one way and they run into the fork. And much like me, I was forced to go left. Elise chose to go left. And it, it just becomes about getting into that position and being able to make the choice, whether it's the right or wrong decision, that's always going to be hindsight. But the, the act of physically making the choice, taking the steps, getting into it, showing up every day, being consistent in it is ultimately what's going to allow you to learn and, and to, to keep going and to continue to develop. There's no failure in this. The only failure is stopping. The only failure is quitting. And I don't know about myself, but I know for, or I said, I don't know about everybody else, but for myself, quitting is not an option. And we're just going to continue to go. You're going to continue to make it work. You're going to continue to show up day in and day out. And if you do that, there's going to be a level of success at the end of the day. Yep, I agree. I actually had someone on the show a few episodes ago. He basically said, everything you go through is either a lesson or a blessing. And obviously, if it's a lesson, even if it's negative, you deal with traumatic things, you know, loss, illness, uh, you know, financial issues. If you take that, learn something from it so you can apply to something that may come along the way that may be even a bigger hurdle or obviously to reach whatever your new goal is. And I think, like you said, I think the greatest value I think small business owners have entrepreneurs is being nimble and being able to pivot. So taking a direction, running with it, if it fails, what are your learnings, key takeaways? How can you improve the process or pivot into a, a different direction? No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah, absolutely. So what motivates you guys to succeed? Obviously, those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed? Yeah, so I, I think there's a handful of things, and this is something that Justin and I talk about often because as we show up every day, we want to make sure we're showing up for the right reasons. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that we realized about our our old jobs and you know our where how we were showing up and the reasons why we were performing, it was much more um, externally based, right? It's for the title, it's for the money, it's for it's for you know the fact that that you were working for the NHL. I was working for a luxury fashion company. It was a lot of these external factors that, that were the validating things in our lives. Um, and they were I, our identities. They were our identities. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we, we really sat down and, you know, Justin through his, his forced experience and me through really sitting down and taking some time to figure it out. Um, we realized that there's a lot of internal internal values that, we wanted to bring to the table every single day. And for us, that is really being able to impact every person that we touch in a positive way. Um, and that is what we keep and hold at our core in how we show up every day. That is absolutely hands down our number one motivator. Um, you know, and that's ultimately why we created own it and why we created the system that we created. We know that we have a lot of different ways that we can impact people, a lot of different ways that we can help people. You know, when we team up and we have such diverse experiences between the two of us, there's a lot that we can do. There's a lot that we can share. And that's, that's really what our main motivator is. Yeah. I mean, at least hit it on the head. It's to positively impact 
each and every person that we touch. And that's, I know it's very general, but it's, but it's really true in uh, the wellness space, the fitness space, the business space. It's very much so about sex, muscles, and money. And um, at the end of the day, those things are all great, but there needs to be something deeper. There needs to be something bigger. There needs to be something more. And we love to lead with empathy. We love to lead with kindness. We love to lead, leave with understanding and self-love because if we can all do that and we can all show up on that level in that way and truly just be able to laugh at ourselves and look ourselves in the mirror, take ourselves a little less seriously, take what we do seriously, but don't take ourselves seriously. And and show up on a day-to-day basis, we are going to be able to impact so many, many, so many people and do so in a very authentic way. And the world is craving authenticity more than ever. And with social media, with um, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, podcast, however you receive your media now, it's being able to take that mask off, show up, unapologetically authentically as yourself and have the empathy and kindness for those around you and truly accept everyone for who they are, where they're at and help empower them to be that best version of them. And by doing that, your impact is spread. And that is truly where we start every single day when we wake up that we don't have to do this. We are blessed and we get to do this. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, like starting off in my 20s, I think I also chased like the the money and the titles and getting promoted as fast as possible, getting kind of a corner office. And I think not obviously everybody has a mindset shift, but you, you come to a place like, is this, you know, enough or, you know, these things that you get in terms of material things or other things at the end of the day, they're kind of empty. So me personally making a mindset shift around 30 to be more of a heart-led entrepreneur and have more of, you know, a legacy focus where I can be helping as many people as possible. I think that viewpoint uh, and and that mindset shift really exponentially increased my business and my potential because then I was coming at it from a a genuine direction. And I think it's also important in terms of kind of the whole uh, doing things with empathy and showing kind of your flaws. I think that's one of the biggest ways you can attract the right clientele and the right kind of circle via interviews, podcasts, because you're really showing who you are. And I think in terms of strategies, a lot of businesses say, you know, let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. But when you really show who you are as a person or as an individual, a business owner and what your core values are, you then it's easily more, more easily and more readily attractable in terms of the right people that resonate to you in terms that want to do business with you, network with you and, you know, be kind of around you as well. And it's not easy to do it, to be able to show your true colors and take that mask off and show up as yourself. It can be very scary. And in knowing that you are going to, for, for us, like, I mean, there's a lot of things we've, we, each of us has been through. I've been from uh, anorexia to depression to um, mental illness to divorce to a drug addiction, you name it. And that's just my list. <laughs> um, it, it, it all comes down to being able to understand who you are, how you can really truly bless people and, and do so in a way that 
that can empower people to be just better versions of themselves. We were watching Blackish last night and Anthony Anderson was talking about the American dream. And it, you got me thinking about it when you started talking about the corner office, the promotions and all these things. And slowly as social media has started to show the, the vacations, the cars, the boats, the money, the promotions, the custom suits, the, all of these things that are uh, the summer houses that are quote unquote sexy it all comes back to truly doing what you want to do and making the difference in the world and showing up the way that you unapologetically, authentically want to show up on a day-to-day basis. That truly is the American dream. Yeah, yeah I agree. And social media is not an active lens or a, you know, <laughs> appropriate lens into somebody's life. Obviously it's a highlight reel. And a lot of those things, people that, you know, kind of flex a Lambo or a Ferrari, they stand in front of cars that they don't own. I mean, a lot of the times I've been in pictures and stuff on uh, Instagram and I'll put a full disclosure, like this is not my car, cars or house. I'm just hanging out here. So don't like correlate (laughs) that. But a lot of people, you know, want to put up the persona or show who they want to be, not who they are. And I think it's important to show who you are, regardless of where you're going to end up because that that's what makes you you yeah absolutely and you and my heart goes out to them my heart goes out to those types of people because at the end of the day that used to be me that used to be me wanting to show yeah look i'm i'm traveling on the private planes with the teams with these guys doing this thing but at the end of the day there's there's emptiness there's there's um there's a piece missing and it wasn't until that catalyst effect happened and I was forced into this, uh, forced into the role that I truly always wanted to get to, but didn't know how, um, and have been blessed to now be able to do that and show up authentically and not worry about what other people think, but rather just be, uh, be, be free to spread the message and to make the impact and help the, these people the way that we do, um, using the talents that both Elise and I have. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, uh, like I mentioned before, it's, it's showing who you are, different layers of you. So I guess probably eight months or nine months ago, I joined TikTok, obviously hesitant in terms of the target audience. How can I impact people? But my wife and I are foster parents in our personal lives. So since June of 2018, we fostered 20 kids. Currently, we have three. We had four most of COVID. And all of my content there is my personal experiences with the system, which I think is broken. And I try to advocate as much as possible on different interviews and publications of how we can make it better, different laws we can pass and stuff like that. But kind of showing that and having people react to that saying, you know, I was in foster care most of my life. I wish, you know, I had a home like yours. It really seems like you care about the kids that are in in your home and treat the kids like your own kids and other foster parents relating. And I think it's important to share that story because oftentimes people talk from an outside perspective. So you should be doing this, but they've never experienced that. So when you have somebody talking and, and whatever experiences they've been and, you know, loss, you know, we've, we've experienced five miscarriages as a couple as well, two of which on back to back Christmases, If you share that story, yes, it's painful and it takes you back, but there are so many people that experience that and that story may connect and get those people out of a dark place. Yeah, I mean, that's first off, it's amazing that you guys do that. And thanks for for sharing that story. Um, And I think it just highlights the importance of vulnerability. So many, I mean, our culture right now actually values the opposite and praises the opposite 
And, uh, you know, I, I will say me working, um, you know, as an executive working in corporate America, I was taught to do the same. And I absolutely was one person at home and was one person in, in my day-to-day job. And over the last, I would say really year, once I took a look in the mirror and, and, um, and it came to value vulnerability, you know, previously I defined strength as something that where you have this armor, you have this protective layer on when you go into work, but then but, but now strength for me is showing that vulnerability. You know, you get a completely different interaction with that human standing beside you, having that conversation with you when you do share those stories, when you do pe- let people truly see who, who you are. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have both seen as weaknesses in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? So I would, I actually want to, you know, continue the conversation of what I was just saying. For me, it was vulnerability. Absolutely. Um, you know, I always saw vulnerability as a weakness. I, I definitely saw it as, you know, if you showed emotions at work, even in my, in some of my personal relationships, I mean, you can ask Justin when we first met, I was the opposite of vulnerability. I had a really, really tough time showing my emotions. Um, and I am, it's definitely a process and it's an experience of growth to, um, you know, continue to become the person that I will become every day. But, um, I am absolutely a different person today than I was three, four years ago when it comes to vulnerability, when it comes to showing my emotions, you know, I have, I've had recent conversations with some of my girlfriends as well. And they were like, who is this person? Who, who are you? How are you telling me all these things that you're telling me right now? Because I did, I always showed up in a very, um, you know, strong way, but, um, by the definition of strength, it was this, this armor, you know, that was, that was my strength. Now my strength is showing up with my emotions, showing up in a vulnerable way. And that's, that is now what I, what I come to value as, as a, a, a really good strength that I have. High five. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, I I think for me, I've got two and they kind of blend together. One was comparing myself to others, uh, and not showing self-love, uh, empathy. And I'll take it from two ways. Comparing myself, always wanting to whatever I accomplished, it was always something that what was next, what was next, what was next. It was always climbing the mountain and, uh, trying to ascend to something greater. Because, why? Because the person to my right and to my left had already accomplished more. They had already finished something else, something that I had just done, which may have been extraordinary for me. Uh, it, I didn't take a moment to celebrate it or acknowledge it or think about it because I, already, I needed to chase the person that was in front of me or to my left or right. And in doing that, my self-talk was so poor. It was, uh, I wasn't good enough. Why aren't I far enough along? And it, by nature, that's, those are the results I started to see. And it was a constant chase and a constant battle. And it was the moment that I kind of gave that up. And I had a couple of really key mentors in, in doing that. One, Dallas Eakins, which is the, is the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, and just seeing the way that he showed up on a day-to-day basis, not caring about what anybody thought of him. And his wife, uh, Ingrid, who supports him unconditionally in an amazing way, the way she shows up, um, 
really helped lift him up. And, uh, and he's been through the ringer a couple times in, in his process uh, in ascending to the position he is in now, but in seeing the way that he showed up every day, the kind of uh, love and empathy that he was willing to show for himself and, and give to himself ultimately allows you to be the biggest tool out there because nobody can do what we do. Nobody can do what you do. Nobody can do what Elise does. Nobody can do what I do better than we can. Why? Because we know ourselves better than anybody. And the moment that we allow, we see our, um, our imperfections as our, it's like, like that song, your perfect imperfections, right? The moment we accept our imperfections, the moment we see um, ourselves as good enough, the moment we start to truly acknowledge that how we show up every single day is good enough and that consistently better is far superior than inconsistently perfect. And so by, by doing that and uh, now not worrying about what other people think, but going at my own pace and, and focusing on the little successes and being consistent, I've seen an absolutely dramatic change in the way that I'm able to show up not only for myself, but for every single one of uh, our clients, um, my family members and, uh, and Elise. Yeah, I agree. And I think with both of those things, I think it's it's a you versus you. You know, it's a, it's a mind game. You have to get yourself out of your own mind. And you are your biggest hurdle as well to kind of move on. Obviously, the human habit is to stay in a, in a, in a pattern that's kind of safe, uh, you know, guarded to not be in that kind of friction zone. But that's where kind of majority of the magic happens once you get out of your mind. And I think all oh, that also is connected to emotional IQ. And I think obviously... It's a, it's a hard soft skill because not everybody kind of has it and you can't naturally teach something like that. But I think both of those things are connected in terms of experiences and age and what you, you know, been through and how you use that and then channel it because how, how I react to something now is a lot different if the same scenario presented itself 10 years ago. Completely. And Everything like you're talking about is is iterative and you cannot expect to be to go from A to Z overnight. You're going to stay and you're going to slowly extend out beyond your circle of comfort and you're going to go from A to B, B to C, C to D. And all of a sudden that jump from Y to Z is no different than that first step from A to B. But looking back from where you came from, it looks like an extraordinary feat. And that is why consistency and showing up every day and putting your uh, putting one foot in front of the other and making slow, continual progress will win every single time because you're not overreaching to a point that puts you at risk, that could be reckless, that could um, lead to some catastrophic failure, but rather doing so in a um, step-by-step way that will ultimately get you to that level that people are like, Oh my God, that is incredible. Just like Elise said, her friends are looking at her now going, who is this person? This didn't happen overnight. This was a, a iterative process step by step by step that she worked at continually, consistently night in and night out to ultimately be this newfound person that she is. Yeah, I agree. It's like that. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that kind of uh, iceberg illustration where everybody think you you know you magically got somewhere, 
But uh, under the water, <laughs> it's all that blood, sweat, and tears that you had to go through. And like you said, stay consistent and kind of take the, you know, the punches as you will, but, you know, stay kind of persistent and get to where you are today. No, you're exactly right. Exactly right. So what's one piece of advice you have, uh, you guys have for the audience, personal or professional? The, the big thing that I would say is, is, is consistency. And that's, that's a one word I harp on all the time is consistency. And I know I've used the analogy already, but I would rather be consistently better than inconsistently perfect. Because as you show up every day and you get consistent doing one little thing, and maybe it's you wake up every day and you do yoga for 10 minutes, 10 minutes every day for two weeks. The moment you can nail down consistency is the moment you increase frequency. And a lot of people get it backwards. They try to increase frequency before they can even nail down frequency and at least a continual failure, at least a continual disappointment, continual setbacks, where if you can be consistent, you can focus on, you, you want to get into business, you want to start your business, you want to drop that 20 pounds, you want to uh, get into a long-term relationship, you want to do something from a self-development standpoint, do it consistently, slowly, and uh, over time, you continue to increase that frequency, increase the duration, increase the volume of what you're doing it at. And I guarantee you, you will highly underestimate how far you will get in a year. I highly, highly, highly um, believe that. So consistency, that is by far, whether it be, I'm going to go take it both ways, both personal and professional, anything you do, consistency, start small and uh, slowly increase that frequency over time. Uh, I would say find your true, true north and go after that with everything you have. Um, you know, I think sometimes it takes some time to figure out what that is. There's a million programs out there that you, that you can use to find your true north or, you know, whatever you want to call it, your why. Um, but find that and then everything else will fall into place. And as long as you're following following that with authenticity, you're doing it for the right reasons, you're showing up, uh, up every day for the right reasons everything else will fall into place. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, life isn't easy and I think nothing worthwhile in life is easy uh, also. So, I mean, I, I can take it back to when I was younger. If I got something, a gift, maybe I was 13 or 14, but I got my first job at 14 and I earned that first paycheck and bought it myself. And it was that hard kind of repetitive work. Obviously, I went in instead of somebody handing me something. It was that much more rewarding and that much more satisfaction that I attained it myself than, you know, had it, you know, handed to me. Completely. It's, it's that, that facet of uh, being given something or working for it and the true meaning that it actually has to you. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate you guys stopping by today. How can the audience find you or learn more about what you guys have going on? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, justownit.co is uh, is our website. Uh, kind of just outlines a little bit about what we do there. Um, own it is very much relationship-based, so you're never going to uh, just speak to a robot or have a bot be messaging you. It's always going to be a lease or I, um, and you can book a call with us right there. Uh, we are 
always standing by to, to chat with people. Uh, our schedules are open, um, and we're just looking to empower and, and help those uh, those people along the way. Uh, on LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn. Uh, just my name, Justin Rothling, chauffeur. Um, or then, Elise Gollin. Or, <laughs> or Elise Gollin, yep. And then uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, again, you can go to at ownit10x. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a phenomenal day, Roman. You too. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.